This audio podcast is from the River Church in Fort Worth, Texas. We hope God uses it to encourage and grow your relationship with Christ. For more information about the River Church, visit us online at theriverdfw.com or facebook.com backslash theriverdfw. Morning, River Church. Man, I am so thankful and so excited about today. And what just a fantastic song to end on as we sing how good our God is. And we will taste and see that our God is good. I don't know if you uh, have ever walked through a situation where um, it was difficult and scary and you didn't necessarily know how things were going to turn out. You didn't know how things were going to work out. Um, Katie and I actually had, it wasn't necessarily a scary situation, but we had a situation this week that we had been wondering, how is this thing going to work out? How is this thing going to resolve? How is this going to happen? And then the Lord just provides in ways that you just don't even expect or see coming. And you're just like, how am I even worthy of this, man? You know? And so uh, today we can truly sing in the best of times and the worst of times. We can sing our God is good. Our God is faithful to us. Amen. Amen. So today is Baptism Sunday. Anybody excited today? Yeah, I'm excited. No, no, it's, I'm going to be dunking some folks, y'all. I saw uh, there was a, uh, I was telling the guys earlier uh, when we were looking at the baptismal that I saw this guy on Facebook and they said, uh, there was like one of those, a meme and it said, when you're a preacher, but you should have been a wrestler. You ever seen that? And it's this guy baptizing people and he's like, boom, boom. I'm like, I'm going to try that out today. See how that works. So. But uh, anyways, I'm glad that you're here today, and uh, I'm super excited about what God has for us today. We've been walking through a series talking about um, just kind of who Jesus is and uh, who he is to us, kind of some foundational elements of who uh, Jesus is for us, for the church. We start off in week one talking about that Jesus is the point. Week two was Jesus is the gospel. Week three is Jesus is grace. Week four, we celebrated last week because Jesus is alive. Amen. And then today we get to celebrate because Jesus is a new way of life. Jesus is a new way of life. And we're going to celebrate that with baptism. So I'm not going to go super long today, maybe 15, 20, 45 minutes, an hour or so. Um, We'll see. Um, I have this dog, and I keep telling you I'm not going to tell any more animal stories, and they just keep coming. I got so many. But I have this dog named Charlie, and if you've ever been to my house, you know Charlie. All right, he welcomes you at the door when you got there. Um, Katie and Charlie have kind of a love-hate relationship thing going on. Uh, Charlie and I get along most times. Gideon loves Charlie. Gideon, my son, loves Charlie, even though Charlie steals food out of his hands and things like that. He still loves him. Um, But Charlie has this thing about him that drives me insane. Okay, one thing, what he does is it doesn't matter if, like, we're sitting there having a nice evening, like, just relaxing, it's quiet, it's calm, it's peaceful. If somebody rings the doorbell, or if somebody is, like, outside, or if somebody's, like, in their house across the street and they sneeze, Charlie will lose his mind. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm not, you're like, oh, yeah, he barks. No, 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 no. You're, you're sitting there. Oh, there it is again. We're sitting there, and you're having a nice evening, relaxed. It's quiet, you know, calm, good conversation. Or maybe we're watching TV. It's just in and out of, like, just nowhere. The door rings, car car door slams, and you just hear, like, crazy. Did anybody get scared? I scared somebody? I was hoping to. Like, he goes 
crazy, man. Like it's enough to give you a heart attack. Like I feel like my heart has gotten weaker over the last few years because of that stupid dog, okay? Right, like he loses his mind. And, and I, you know, people come over and they tell me, you know, no, Mike, it's a good thing. He's protecting your house. He's taking care of the house. He's, that's what he's supposed to do. And maybe that's true, I don't know. And some people are like, Mike, you need to like put that dog in training. He's a psycho. And I'm like, I know, right? But either way, whether it's good or whether it's bad, like I just want him to stop, you know, but either way, that's his nature. That's his instinct as a dog. You know, maybe not all dogs do that, but this particular dog, that's his nature. That's his instinct. That's something inside of him. That's his natural response when the doorbell rings, right? And what's interesting as we read the Bible, as we, we read the scriptures, the Bible teaches us that as human beings, we have a nature too. Inside of us, we have a, a natural bent towards certain things. We have things that are natural reactions to certain things. We have a nature. As a matter of fact, in Ephesians 2, it says in, in verse 4 that we were by nature children under wrath. That doesn't sound good, does it? By nature, when we were born in this world, we were by nature children of wrath. And what that means is before we were Christians, if you're a Christian in here today, before we were Christians, the Bible teaches that we have this thing inside of us that they call a sin nature. And that sin nature leads us to give us this natural leaning uh, towards sin, right? This natural desire in our hearts towards sin. And, and, and if you don't believe me, we joke about this all the time. But if you don't believe me, just go watch the nursery, man. You're like, but they're sweet and cuddly and kind and cute. And they are that. They are that. But just wait until somebody takes a toy, <laughs> Then there's like punches, like kicks, like it's crazy in there, dude. Like it is crazy. You don't believe me? Just go watch, right? Like it just, it gets brutal in there. <laughs> it's something that is innate in us that we're born with this natural bent leaning towards sin. But the Bible teaches that when we become a Christian, something begins to happen to us. This is, let me, I'm going to read from Colossians chapter three, verses one through um, 10, probably maybe 11. Paul says, so if you have been raised with the Messiah, that's Jesus, seek what is above where the Messiah is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on what is above and not on what is on earth for you have, check this out, you have died. So he's saying, if you are a Christian, you have died and your life is hidden with the Messiah and God. When the Messiah who is your life is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. I know that's kind of like a whole lot to take on. What he's saying is when you become a Christian or if you're a Christian, you have died. And if you have died to yourself, then do this. Verse five. Therefore, so because of all these things I just said, therefore, put to death what belongs in your worldly nature that, that nature you're born with, put those things to death, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, God's wrath will come on the disobedient. And you once walked in these things when you were living in them. So when before you were a Christian, you walked in those things. That was a part of your life. But now you must also put away all of the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old self with its, with its practices and have now put on the new self you are being renewed in the knowledge according to the image of your creator. You are being, do you catch that? When we become a Christian, it says you are being renewed in the image of your creator. You are being transformed to look like Jesus, essentially. And here we have this picture in the scripture of this old nature, this old person, this old self. 
And then somebody who die, who becomes a Christian, and, and the Bible's saying, now we put off that old self, and now you have a new self, a new nature. God has made you new. And on Baptism Sunday today, we get to celebrate that new life with these people today, that in Jesus, and only through Jesus, are we offered life, hope, salvation, a new life, a new nature, and a new way of living, right? Baptism is so cool because what it is, it's the imagery of, it's symbolic of when that person goes into the water, them dying to that old self, that old person who they used to be, and then coming out of the water, being created, being made in that new person, that new nature in Jesus. When you become a Christian, you're not the same. You're not normal anymore. You're weird, man. And here's the thing is I can't fix Charlie, you know, my dog, he, just, he needs Jesus, you know, he's sinful, you know. Um, but when you become a Christian, when we become a Christian, we're given a new nature by Jesus, and now we should have in us a new leaning towards Jesus and away from sin. In Colossians 3, Paul outlines what it looks like for us to live in that new nature. That's what I was saying. He, he gives this, if this, if you're a Christian, if this is true, if this is true about you, then this should be happening, right? And it's a simple phrase, right? It's, simple, it's a simple phrase, but it has, should have massive implications in our life. He's saying, based on what I'm saying, you should be doing this. And it's interesting because if we read back in the first two chapters of Colossians, we see that, that Paul is, um, he's taken the first two chapters to talk about the incredible grace of our Savior, to talk about the cross of our Savior. And he lays this groundwork based on who Jesus is and the cross. He describes how Jesus is the creator of everything and how that old nature, that old person should be dying and that new person should be being created. And so he starts off chapter three saying, take into account everything I've been talking about in these first two chapters about grace, about Jesus, about this new nature. He's saying with all those things in account, how Jesus is making you new, do this, put to death sin in your life. Essentially what he's saying is Paul's going to us and going, hey, are you a Christian? Oh yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Stop asking me, Paul, right? (laughs) Yes. Okay then chase Jesus, put sin to death in your life. And I know when we hear stuff like that, that can sound like hard and difficult. And you're like, how, what, how does that even work? Like, what am I supposed to do? And here's what I want you to know is he laid that groundwork in those first two chapters to let us know this, that that thing we're talking about, that being made into a new person, a new creation, is not something that you do on your own or is it all about you, right? Remember, we talked about legalism versus um, grace the last a couple weeks ago, but it is through the strength and the power of Jesus Christ and his cross and resurrection in your life, amen? Sometimes I think that we think sin in our life can't be completely defeated, right? Like there's a certain struggle that maybe you think, I've got this one, I can't do anything about it. Like somehow it slipped through the cross. Like Jesus missed that one. (laughs) Trust me, he's more powerful than your sin. God is transforming you and changing you and helping you as, as a Christian, helping you put to death that old person that you used to be and creating in you a new self, right? That's why some of us might say, well, there's still some things I struggle with. That's right, and God's working on them, right? Like, could you imagine if he just dropped all those things on you at once? <laughs> like, if he was just like, Mike, here's everything that's wrong with you, <laughs> right? Oh, man. <laughs> Thank God he's working on me. That's, that's called the process of sanctification, right? But here's what I want us to pick up today. Here's what I want you to get. 
is that Colossians 3 is talking to us and telling us that as Christians, we're now called to strip off that old nature, that old person, that old self, and put on the new nature. And you're like, Mike, you're talking about natures. What is, what is weird, man? Let me say it this way. Stop acting like who you're not and start being who you are. Does that make sense? Stop acting like who you're not and start being who you are. Anybody ever worn a mask in here? I know there's at least one person. We had the Easter bunny a couple weeks ago here. She's here today. (laughs) How about this? Have you ever operated in a role that you knew just didn't fit quite right? Like here at the river, I don't know if this is the best example, but here at the river, we have so many people that serve in so many different ways. We got kids team, we got setup team, we got um, media team, we got the band, we got greeter team, we got hospitality. I mean, there's people that serve in so many different ways here at the church. But occasionally what happens is someone, because they want to they, they wanna help out and they want to volunteer, or maybe we're shorthanded in a certain area or maybe just bad leadership on my part, somebody gets put in an area or serves in an area that just does not fit them, Right? And it doesn't fit their giftings. It doesn't fit their personality. It, maybe it doesn't fit their spiritual gifts, whatever, right? And, and what happens is as they're doing that, as they're operating in this way, like let me give you an example. If I was in the nursery, I would be miserable, guys, <laughs> right? And so what happens is, is they operate in that position or that function for a long time over time. Maybe at first you can do it for a little while, but then as you stay in it and stay in it and stay in it, you become miserable and miserable and more miserable until you just go, I got to get out of this, right? That's kind of like what it's like as a Christian who's still operating in that old self. That's not you anymore, man. God has saved you. God is changing you. God is transforming you. And so when you stay in that old way of life or that old, those old sins or struggles or whatever that have a grip on you and you let them keep that grip on you, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm just saying you're going to feel miserable because that's not who you are anymore because God is transforming and you know that's not who I am. And so it feels weird because that's not you anymore. Sometimes we think that the things that God calls us to can be difficult, like godliness, giving, compassion, um, you know, those, those types of things, right? Looking like Jesus sometimes can, we think that's really hard, and sometimes it is, right? But it's not if that's who you are. Here's what I mean by that. My dad um, is a really kind of chill person, if you met him. He's relaxed, laid back. I'm a little bit more high strung. <laughs> He's a pretty chill person. And, and, but when, we were te- when I was a teenager, not we were teenagers, when I was a teenager, sometimes, occasionally, when he messed up, we would butt heads. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was my fault. And sometimes when we would butt heads, a lot of times, I would get mad. I'd lose my temper. I'd start you know, yelling. I'm, ah, you know, because I'm a fighter, man. I want to I wanna, I wanna fight with you. We're going to have it out. Let's have it out, man, right? And Jesus is working on me, right? My dad is the exact opposite. The more I raised my voice, the more I yelled at him, the more upset I got, the calmer he was. And he wasn't taking it easy on me. He wasn't a pushover. He was firm. He was strong. The rules were the rules. But he wasn't going to raise his voice. He wasn't going to yell at me. He just stayed calm. Even, and the more he stayed calm, the angrier I got, you know? Because there was nothing more frustrating than trying to fight with somebody that won't fight with you back, right? Like, that's worse than yelling at me, you know? Katie yells at me. I'm just kidding. No, she does. She does. Um, 
Like I literally remember the only time my dad ever yelled at me, he grabbed me by the shoulder and said, Michael, shut up. Right. And I knew I had messed up. I was like, I broke him. You know, like. <laughs> but the point is, is that's who my dad is. Right. And so when I'm losing my mind, when I'm getting angry, when I'm getting upset, for him to stay calm and relaxed and just talk calmly to me, that's who he is. That's his nature. And that, that's what I mean when I'm saying not, this is who God has transformed us to be. Like we think that being a Christian means being who I'm not. We think like being transformed means becoming somebody I'm not, but that's not true. The Bible says that Jesus gives you a new way to be human. The Bible says that Jesus gives you a new nature, that he is transforming you to make you holy, righteous, godly, compassionate, generous, and loving. He is transforming you to look like Jesus. You just got to quit thinking that you're that old person. You got to quit thinking that somehow you're that other person. Like God is giving you a nature that mirrors and looks like the God who created you. You got to stop seeing yourself as some trash sinner who can't be that, right? Maybe without Jesus, we are. But when Jesus saves you, he is changing you and he is transforming you. And when he looks at you, he doesn't see some worthless sinner who can't do anything right. When he looks at you, he sees someone who is righteous because again, he has made you righteous, when he looks at you, he sees a son, he sees a daughter because he has made you his son. He has made you his daughter. That's who he calls you, right? And if you have kids in here, I, I have a son, and when I look at Gideon, maybe he has some issues, but I look at him, I don't care about his, I love him, right? Like, I know I'm going to be that parent, <laughs> and I'm like, he's perfect, you know? You come in and be like, hey, Gideon was hitting my son. Well, it must have been your son's fault. Maybe you need to control your kid, right? Because Gideon's perfect, <laughs> Y'all going to have to help me with that because I'm not even playing, man. <laughs> I want you to see yourself the way that Jesus sees you. We look at the sin in our lives, and sometimes we think it's impossible to beat. The struggles we have, you think it's impossible to beat. One, because you're thinking it, that you're doing it on your own, which you're not. Jesus is with you. He's walking with you. But secondly, because we do this thing where we go, this is just who I am. I'm a lustful person. I'm a sinful person. I'm a greedy person. I'm a, well, it's a family curse. There's nothing I can do about it, right? It's just in my nature. There's nothing, there's nothing I can do about it. But that's not the case for you anymore if you're a Christian. God has set you free. Don't, 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 don't cut the cross short. Don't say that Jesus' blood isn't enough for your sin. Don't insult him that way, man. God is powerful and mighty, and he is transforming you. He is redefining you. And as a Christian, I want to challenge you not to see yourself the way you were, but I want you to challenge you to see sin in your life as an invasion and an intrusion into your life. Sin should be an intrusion in the way of life that you want to live, the way you want to follow Jesus. It should be considered in your life as an alien invasion. Maybe it shows up sometime, but it's just a crazy guy talking about it. Let's deal with it, right? Put that guy where he belongs. <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> God has come to set you free, so be free and be the person that he has created you to be. Be transformed. My cousin has gone into uh, the Navy. He's going to be a Navy SEAL. And so the other day I was talking to, he, he's like just now getting into like the buds and stuff like that. And I was talking to a former Navy SEAL the other day about him. And uh, what the guy said, he said something so profound to me. He said, well, if he was accepted to be going to the training for Navy SEALs, then physically he's got it. Physically, he's exactly where he needs to be. But now they're going to find out if mentally he's where he needs to be. 
Is he strong enough mentally to go through the training? Is he strong enough mentally to go through all the difficult things that they're going to put him through? And here's the thing that happens to us sometimes as Christians is Jesus has already done the work for us. Jesus has already defeated the sin for us. Where we get messed up is right here. Where we get messed up is in our own head, thinking you're not good enough, you can't do it, you're not strong enough, the power of Jesus somehow isn't good enough for you. And what we have to do, our job in this, Jesus has done his job, he is doing his job. The Holy Spirit is at work. If you're a Christian, and even if you're not a Christian today, the Holy Spirit is at work in your life. Okay? What we need to do is flip the switch here and realize that God can do it in our life. God can make you new. God can defeat the struggles in your life that you have going on. Amen? So today, we have this really cool privilege of seeing some people get baptized, don't we? We have this really cool privilege of seeing as people, as these people today will declare that God is killing the old self. God is putting to death that old self. And as they come out of water, celebrating the new life that is in them. God has saved them. Jesus has saved them. He is making them new. And I want to challenge you today, River Church, as well, as we watch these people make this public declaration of their faith, how God is transforming them and making them new, I want to challenge you to press into that same thing. Let God continue to transform you. Let God continue to make you new as we watch them declare publicly what Christ has done inside. Symbolically, we see We celebrate today, don't we? Because we have a God who makes things new. And that includes you. Amen. God, I love you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for this incredible privilege that we have to be here today. God, I am so pumped. I am so pumped for what we get to do today, not just to dedicate baby David, but to to baptize these three uh, people here today, God. We just worship you for your goodness. We worship you for your kindness. And we worship you because you make us new. God, help us to flip that switch in our brains. Sometimes our heads are what gets in the way, God. Help us to go all in, Jesus. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Um, For a number of reasons, um, but mainly um, for myself and I mean, pretty much what I've accomplished um, following God. Um, I really do feel at this point in time that in order to do that, I feel like I need to take that extra step and and give myself completely to him. Um, I mean, it, it can only go up from here. I've only up to now, I've only given him a portion, and and again, it's the happiest I've ever been. So I can just imagine what it would be to give him myself completely and. Just knowing the happiness that it can bring, not only knowing that it, it would be just be good for my family, just them receiving a great man in their life is exactly what I feel that they deserve. And all of this is in steps, and I just feel like this is the very next step for me. My name is Araceli Carrillo. Um, I'm better known as Chevy at home. I'm Eugene's other half, better half, other half. When he invited me to to church, I went because, all right, well, we hadn't been going in a while, so 
so I, I said, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. And it didn't take long. It did not take long for me to really, really give in and enjoy it. Um, even my kids, my girls, who were teenagers, hard for them to get into church. They would, we would go to church, and they would take books, or they would take their homework, and they'd be doing it there. But at this church, they actually pay attention. They really, really like Pastor Mike's sermons. And if my family enjoyed it, then I wanted to keep going. And then the longer I went, the more I just started being pulled in. <laughs> Find myself looking forward to Sundays, actually. I was born into a Christian home. We've been Christians since I can, as long as I can remember. Um, we've, we've been to several churches. I've just kind of been going along with it. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself a bad person. I didn't really do terrible things. Uh, I've, I've committed sins. I've, I've uh, done things I'm not too proud of. But just kind of went along with it because it was just the right thing to do. Um, but it wasn't until just recently that I saw the impact that God has had in Eugene's life that it made me want to really give it a, a second look into, into what the true, true meaning of, of God is. Um, like I said, I've always believed in Him. I have a strong testimony of God. But my place, knowing my place in this life, I haven't really found this meaning until just recently. And that was, again, when I saw the impact this has been having in Eugene. I'm actually very excited to see where our future takes us. So the reason I want to be baptized is um, now that I've found an, a renewed relationship with God, uh, I want to do it right this time. Uh, just recently I battled if I should truly be baptized. I've been battling with a couple things in my life. My heart's stirring a little bit. But just recently, I had a conversation with someone, and they told me it's not, getting baptized doesn't mean there's a switch comes on and then you're perfect. It actually just means that moving forward, it's a new birth, moving forward, you are um, gonna walk in, gonna walk with God. I think I was five. Uh, and my mom likes to tell the story when I would like woke her up in the middle of the night because I remembered hearing something about hell and being very, very scared and um, and just saying like I telling her that I uh, had asked Jesus into my heart and now I wouldn't go to hell in the middle of the night. And I think she remembers it as something really, really nice. And I was just really, really scared and I wanted her to reaffirm that now I would not go to hell. <laughs> Um, so really a lot of, uh, my teenage years was just a lot of comparing what I was going through to what everyone else seemed to be going through, which, uh, everybody else seemed to be adjusting really well to having this, you know, and now you go to church because your mom is letting you to, into the car and you're going to church because 
that's where you're going to go now um, to I want to go to church because I'm absorbing all of these theological concepts and these, you know, religious ideas and I'm owning them and I'm believing them. And all I had was um, I'm still going because that's where the rest of my family is. And uh, this terrible idea that if I don't, I'm not only going to go to hell, I'm going to be the only person I know in hell. <laughs> um, so uh, once I went away to college, I tried to own it a little bit. I got to pick which church I was going to, but that was worse because I was so used to this tiny little church where every single person knew my name and had known my name for my entire life. Um, and so it was just really easy to stop going. Finally, uh, I just got to a point where I wanted to know whether I believed it myself. Um, and I was reading things and, uh, and, you know, watching stuff online. And I think that's about the point where Annie uh, really started pushing me to go uh, to the river. Um, you're, you know, not pushing me because Andy doesn't push. But, you know, just every once in a while, like, hey, uh, are you going to come? Are you going to come to the river? Um, uh, so uh, I started going, and it was so much easier than going to the church I've been going to since I was younger because I didn't feel like uh, I had to live up to anything. I didn't have to live up to the person that I was expected to be. Um, and it just started feeling uh, like I could focus on what does my relationship with Jesus look like rather than what is my relationship with all of these people in the context of Jesus look like. Um, and I still love my family and I love that my whole family has this great relationship with Jesus, but uh, being in a place where uh, I could just being in a place where I can just be myself with Jesus has meant so much and that was really the last thing keeping me from standing up and saying public way. I'm a Christian and I believe.